Welcome to Gamer's Ledge, the only daily Midwest-based podcast about video games. News, opinions, and reviews about video games every day. Tuesday through Thursday, every week of the year, covering the Wii, PlayStation Portable, Xbox 360, and PS2 and PS3. And now here are your hosts, Awesome Andy and the Marksman. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. It is Thursday, January the 11th. I am the Marksman and with me as always is Awesome Andy. Hello. And Andy, did you get to play anything last night? Last night, no. I did not. You? Uh, I played some more Resistance. Even though I'm supposed to be playing Final Fantasy XII so I can eventually do a review, I keep getting sucked into Resistance, and I am now a gunnery sergeant <laughs> in Resistance. So I've been progressing through the levels quite nicely. And other than that, no, not much else of anything else. Got the podcast up, uh, another excellent story with Andy. Thank you very much, Andy. Yeah. And... <laughs> Lots of stuff on today's show, lots of news, uh, but we'll start off with our topic of discussion for the today. It's the future of the PSP. Where is it going? Uh, where it is, where it's going, and if it does pass by the wayside, why it will be good or bad. So, Andy, why don't you start us off? I don't think it's uh, doing all that well right now. I mean, you don't have a lot of any really good games out there that people really want to go out and pick up. I mean, there's what Metal Gear, the new Metal Gear Solid game, which that's probably, you know, the best thing on there that they have. I mean, was it uh, Phil Harrison from Sony? He even said that, uh, you know, Sony hasn't really delivered yet on the PSP. The the best thing on there so far, he's, he even said, was the uh, Metal Gear Solid, which, you know, shows what the PSP can do. So, I mean, you know, there's it's no rumble feature either, which that was, you know, they, they made the PSP before the uh, whole thing with the rumble feature lawsuit. So, I mean, they could have somehow probably gotten a rumble feature into the PSP, which would have been a nice add-on. As for where it's going, uh, they've got a new color coming out in February in Japan. Um... Uh, I don't really see that anything great is going to come of the PSP in the next year or so. I mean, even if they put out uh, something with more memory and all that, you know, it's probably going to cost more money, more money, more money that I'm not going to want to spend. I don't know. I don't think a lot of other people who already have a PSP are going to want to spend more money on it just so they can play games that aren't that fun or, you know, watch movies from a selection of UMDs that aren't really there anymore. I mean, they're, the UMDs themselves are more than regular DVD movies. So, you know, I'm not, I don't want to spend 20, 25, almost 30 bucks on a movie that I can buy like 15 bucks for a DVD. Even if I do get to take it, I mean, it's on a small screen. I, you know, it's not that great of a picture watching something that small. If it dies and goes away anytime soon, I'm not going to be too sad about it. There's no real upside to it for me. I mean, the 
Yeah, you can get on the internet if you've got wireless connection, but I have trouble getting on there with that. Even with someone saying, hey, do it just like this. I try it. It doesn't hook up with it. So I'm I'm not going to be sad if PSP dies away. Well, I completely disagree with you on almost every point that you made. So let's start at the top and go go down from there. Um, where the product stands right now, as it is, the PSP is an excellent for your dollar buy for a couple reasons. Um, number one, you have the ability to encode video onto it, and you can take that with you anywhere, as well as your MP3s. So it doubles as a MP3 player, a video player. Plus, you have the additional ability to play games. Have the games been phenomenally great? It's been hit and miss for most of the games. As you said, Metal Gear Solid, that's been a good step forward. And there will be others that I'll talk about and where the PSP is going. What's important, though, is that the PSP is a must-have accessory for your PS3. It's not yet, but that'll be in the where it's going part. As far as where it is... Yeah, it's kind of been a, in a transition stage. I do agree that it's not where it should be, but I don't think that that means that it is the end for the equipment. So let's talk about where the PSP is going. Well, first of all, you have the remote play feature right now on the PS3. That allows you to basically remotely, over wireless access points, take control of your PS3 and stream the video and the uh, music from your PS3 to your PSP. Eventually, that is going to turn into a service that you can utilize anywhere in the world through the internet. And that is when we will see the PSP be very, very interesting. Because if we have the ability to download songs and video from our PS3 to our PSP over the internet, as well as stream them, possibly even the, the ability to play our, our games over the internet, uh, using the PSP, turning the PSP into a remote PS3, that could be some very very good things for Sony. Second of all, it's software library. Sony's PSP has only really been out for about a year and a half. Uh, this is going to be where we start to see the good software come out. D&D Tactics, uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, which they are saying will be the killer app which will bring people to the PSP platform. You look at these kinds of games that are coming out, the the uh, Marvel trading card game, which is, works b online both for the PSPs and PCs so that they can cross inter-platform seamlessly. The, it's things like this that are going to turn around the PSP's situation. Now, will I see it making a bigger dent in the market than the DS? No, because the DS is a very specialized platform, and I think that there are, the DS has some very strong points going for it as well. If Sony can capitalize on some of those, perhaps with the redesign of the PSP, that might be something to take into consideration. If the PSP were to not be around anymore, uh, even so, it would still be an excellent buy as a second-hand product. And the reason why is because if you look at this machine, you, you've got 8-gig memory sticks out for it very shortly. That's a lot of information, especially when you're looking at what it can hold. You can digitize mem uh, movies from your desktop PC to your PSP, convert them to MP4 format, throw them on your PSP. It's very easy to do. And you mentioned something about UMDs, Andy. 
you're right. UMDs were a terrible decision. I'll be the first to agree with that. It was the same as the mini disc player. But who did Sony really do that for? They did it for the con- the casual consumer. They didn't do it for hardcore gamers because hardcore gamers are going to know how to use a PC and encode their own movies that they've already got on their PC as it is anyways. So I, I think this is more for the casual gamer and not for the actual hardcore gamer like you and I. If, if the PSP were to pass on and no longer be around or supported by Sony, uh, that would actually almost be better in, in a way than it is right now. Why? Because homebrew. Basically, the homebrew scene on the PSP is is alive and kicking. Uh, you now have the entire place. If you want to look at just the things that home, homebrew has done for the PSP already, you've got the entire category, the entire catalog of Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, Nintendo 64, Neo Geo Pocket, Commodore 64, Atari's, Intellivision, uh, Neo Geo CD, all of those things can be emulated via the PSP. Plus you've got the basically the entire PlayStation 1 catalog available for emulation as well. And that's all due to the homebrew community. And although you can say what you will about whether you like homebrew or think it's legal or illegal the fact is it's there and it will continue to be there forever it's not going to go away even if sony takes away support uh, from creating any new psps so in my personal opinion where i would like to see the psp go is i would like to see sony do something that of course they never will and that is embrace the homebrew community because if they were to open up the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, there'd be a whole lot more functionality that the PSP would do. We would see it turn into a pocket computer by every sense of the words, and then we would see a lot of amazing things on it. Now, are they going to do that? No, of course they're not going to because then they wouldn't be a big corporation like they are. So what I do think we will see is I will see I think we will see the killer app in Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. I think that will bring a lot of people to the system, and I think the integration with the PlayStation Three will be one of the key selling points later on down the road. What do you think? Where do you think it's going to go from here, Andy? Where do I think, or where do I want it to go? Where do you want it to go? I want it to go in the crapper. <laughs> Short and to the point. Definitely. Yeah, I. You know, you say that you can hook it up to your PS3, so having a PSP is a good thing if you have a PS3, which, who wants to fork out, well, I guess you could fork out the $500 for the lower-end PS3 and still do it, but, you know, you're still forking out between five and $600 for the PS3, and then, what, it's probably PSP, what, 200 now? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if I don't want to spend that much money on PS3 just to hook it up to my PSP so I can play games wherever I'm at, you know, I the PS1 games, yeah, whoop-de-doo. I, I got sick of those. I sold those off a long time ago. Why do I want to play them again? Well, I understand not necessarily wanting to purchase a PS3, which is not our topic of discussion, so we shouldn't veer too far into that but the point that i'm making is for a handheld device that has the potential to play all of the things i i listed you you don't think 200 is a fair amount forget the ps3 for a minute no for the psp yes but i'm i'm just saying to be able to play all that 
like you were talking about, you have to go and buy the PS3. Right now. Now, you will be able to, to connect to the PlayStation Store and download the games directly to your PSP within the first quarter of this year. Sony's Phil Harrison has announced that that is going to be doable through a separate website uh, until they integrate the PSP onto the PlayStation Network. So they say. So they say. So if if that were the case, if you were able to do that, would that make it a more viable option for you? To play PS1 games. No, I still don't want to play PS1 games. I don't want to pay five bucks for games I sold off years ago. Not even if it was something like Final Fantasy VII? Candyland. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. And uh, any, any final comments before we go to break? Can, can, Candyland. And the PSP. <laughs> we'll be back after the break. Newsflash 2007, America joins the war against expensive comics by rolling out its most impressive weapon yet, TDYComics.com. TDYComics.com ships comics to military personnel overseas, as well as to everyday Joes in the good old U.S. of A. Every comic magnet board, join the fight and win the war at TDYComics.com. TDYComics.com. And now the news. Broadjam.com has announced that it is conducting a search for indie musicians and groups to submit music to them to possibly win one of two slots in the next Dance Dance Revolution title. Independent artists can submit their work through February 28th, which will then be graded by critics, fans, and other musicians. Broadjam will submit the two highest rated entries to Konami, and then those two submissions will be included in the next DDR. Fight! Microsoft Interactive Entertainment Vice President Peter Moore had this to say about Sony PlayStation's uh, about Sony's PlayStation Network. It is not in Sony's DNA to be able to get up to get that up and running from zero. According to Moore, unlike Sony, Microsoft took four years to get to to where it is today. It's going to take them a couple of years to get up to speed on this, and I'm not, and I'm not sure that they necessarily have the talent. Or that it's built into what they are as a company. Says the guy who makes the Zune. (laughs) (laughs) According to Japanese magazine giant Famitsu, Kony has announced massive cancellations for both the Wii and the PS3 from their anticipated games lineup. Among the canceled titles are Gradius series for the PS3, Jikyo Powerful Pro Baseball for the PS3, New action game for the PS3, new role-playing game for the PS3, new action-adventure game 2 for the Wii, and role-playing game for the Wii. There was no reasons given for the cancellation, but that leaves only a scant three games for the PS3 and a scant four games for the Wii still in development. We'll have more news on this as it develops. Were those just working titles? Uh, for the new action game, new role-playing game, new action-adventure game 2, and role-playing game, yes, those are working titles. All right. They sound like fun. Actually, placeholder titles, not even working titles. 
The Gears of War bug patch has been causing problems for the users. It's been reported that the error causes text characters to become distorted, making them shorter and fatter. This problem is, however, being worked on. That would only cause problems to people in Textus, right? That would be correct. It turns out that the Six Axis didn't win an Emmy. It was, in fact, the Dual Shock that won an Emmy. Well, that's the same as the Six Axis, right? But without the Shock? Capcom's Dead Rising has shipped 1 million copies of the game, and Executive Vice President Mark Beaumont said, Bringing out Dead Rising has allowed us to establish a new franchise that we can use for years to come. Will there be any sequels? Well, Capcom has made no announcement as of yet. So when they say something like, um, hey, this has allowed us to establish a new franchise that we can use for years to come, does that mean we're going to milk this money bag for all it's worth? With Dead Rising, I I would like to see that. I'm I'm sure we're going to see at least two more games out of it. I wouldn't doubt it. Here we go! While we're on the topic of Emmy winners... Uh, it w- should also be noticed that when the official list of Emmy winners went online, Nintendo has also won an Emmy for the Wiimote. Console wars not just in retail stores, but also in award ceremonies as well. Maybe they'll make a movie and they'll get an Oscar for their Emmy battle. Epic squashes the rumors that Gears of War will be coming to a PC near you. The leaks that were going around were from an E3 demo that they did two years ago. It was done on a PC using NVIDIA graphic cards to simulate the power of a 360 before there was a 360 to use. Burnout Dominator, set for the PSP and the PS2, is the newest installment for the franchise. Nick Channon, the executive producer in an interview with IGN, revealed that future tracks would be downloadable. Now, the only problem with that is that this is EA we're talking about, who is partnered with uh, the company that's making it Criterion. Now, that's the same EA that charged $50 for cheat codes for Need, to Speed as down- for Need for Speed as downloadable content. Now, will the tracks be a free downloadable, or is it going to gouge our, gouge our eyes out and make us shudder in eyeless, I cannot play my PSP because of all this blood and the fact I have no eyes now terror? We'll see. Well, Japan's going to be getting a champagne gold PSP by the 22nd of February. It will ship both alone and as a Monster Hunter portable second hunter's pack. It will include the game, a custom case, a rip wrap, wrist wrap, <laughs> candy land. Those wrist wraps. <laughs> custom PSP skins and more. Now, now you want me to buy you one of those for Christmas, right, Andy? Oh, yes, please. I don't think you can get it, though. It's only in Japan. GameTab has a video up for Bust-A-Move Blast for the Wii, including eight-person multiplayer. Now, if you've never played Bust-A-Move, it's a, it's a very addictive little puzzler. You have little balls that you shoot and can bounce off the sides of the screen to create chains of balls that eventually fall off. Uh, but with eight-player multiplayer crazy action on the Wii, this is a game that's going to be an instant party hit. Mark my words. I am predicting the future. The future. <laughs> 
Ubisoft will be selling a Prince of Persia trilogy pack in Europe on February the 15th. And that'll include all three games, but apparently uh, Sands of Time is the only one worth playing. So, Europe, have fun with that. Nintendo has raised its income forecast for 2007 by 20% to 120 billion yen, or around 1 billion U.S. dollars. It's also raised its sales forecasts for all of its hardware and software. YouTube has a short video up from Tokyo TV where Bill Gates talks about Nintendo being their biggest competition. Well, what else are you going to trust the devil to say? Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are all being sued for patent infringement for their versions of the joystick port. Fenner Investments in Richardson, Texas, had a patent passed in 2001 that awarded uh, over the 5-volt joystick. They contend that the Big Three used their technology illegally, and more on this as it develops. It's me, Mario! Nintendo expects to sell 21 million Wii games, 23 million DSs, and 100 million DS games for the 2006-2007 period. And in PS3 news, in some game updates, Heavenly Sword, the action game for the PS3 by Sony and Ninja Theory, will launch on March 6th, and it has been confirmed that Killzone 2 for the PS3 will be released in Q3 or Q4 of this year. Well, that's going to do it for the news. Uh, we'll be back after the break with reviews. Everyone needs a hero. At Tenth Penny, comic book heroes are something we hold dear. With the largest selection of Silver Age heroes in the Omaha Metro, every hero is protected in a bag and board. Heroes and their comics need to be treated right. We care about comics. Come see our friendly and knowledgeable staff of heroes at 706 North Fort Crook Road in Bellevue, Nebraska, or visit us online at tenthpenny.com. Tenth Penny, where fun is an investment. And we're back. Today I'm going to review Guitar Heroes 2 for the PlayStation 2. Now, if you've never played Guitar Heroes or Guitar Heroes 2, what this is is a rhythmic game that uses a special guitar controller. For those of you that want to know if you can really play the guitar and then play this game, the answer is not so much. You can get similarities, but for the most part you'll find that it's pretty much nothing alike. What it does do, however, is I cannot review this one, Guitar Heroes 2, without talking about Guitar Heroes 1. Guitar Heroes 1 had a few drawbacks in it, and one of the main ones was that on some of the lower difficulty levels, when you played the songs, it never really felt like you were playing the songs. That's one of the things that they addressed with Guitar Heroes 2. On any difficulty level, it feels like you are actually doing the chords, doing the, the riffs uh, that make the song what it is. You'll find a very eclectic but very well done selection of songs throughout the game, including a couple hidden tracks which are 
we'll talk about in a little bit. The way the game works is that you see a virtual fretboard on the screen in 3D and it slow, slowly scrolls towards you and there is a line. And when the appropriate note hits the line is when you're supposed to strum the guitar controller with the appropriate chord pressed. Eventually you do this long enough and you get all the way through the song playing the main bridges and main riffs of the song. As far as the interface for the graphics goes, it's easy to read, it's got a lot of attitude, they have cute little quirky sayings in the men load menus, it's usually pretty good. As far as the in-game graphics, they're nothing stellar if you've ever played Karaoke Revolution or anything along the, that line, it's about the same. They're kind of character cartoonish type of 3D uh, animations and, and character molds, but it's it passes for what it is. Where the game shines, though, is in the sound. You can't play a music game without great music, and this is some of the most top-notch music you'll get. My favorite song on this album that I have played for over an hour and a half at a time over and over again is Strutter by Kiss. It's so well done that I actually think that it is Kiss that is singing the lyrics, even though it's not. Now, what the Red Octane did is they got impersonators, people who sound almost identical to KISS to come in and do the tracks and they do that for every single track and so amazingly all of the music sounds exactly like it should as you remember it and as you're playing it you really do feel like you are playing the song yourself. Uh, the music selection is top-notch for a full list you can look on Red Octane's website or just do a simple Google search for uh, for Guitar Heroes 2, and you'll find that full list online. Gameplay. Basically, the way the, the gameplay works is as you're playing the song, as I described before, by matching the appropriate note and strumming at the appropriate time, as you progress throughout the level or the song, you will rack up multipliers for correct notes hit. If you miss a note, it drops your multiplier down to zero, and you have to start building it all over again. Hit certain combinations of notes correctly and you'll start to build your star meter. And what the star meter does is when it is full, you may tilt your guitar up like you are playing uh, air guitar and it will give you a, an extra combo bonus modifier on every correct chord that you play until the star power meter runs out. And at the end of the song, the person with the mo if you got a lot of points, you're going to win. Now, you can do this single player, and that's a lot of fun. And the previous game did have multiplayer, but you both ended up playing the same thing, and so it was a, a case of who had the better memorization of the chords, if you will. Now, in this version of the game, what we have instead is you are able to play either the, the harmony or the bass. And so every, th every song has at least two different tracks and some of them are just downright amazingly fun to play. Uh, Death Clock, which is uh, a, a band that does the music for the popular Adult Swim show Metalocalypse, uh, that, they actually have a song in there, and I can tell you playing the bass is probably the most strenuous thing you've ever done in your life, because it's about seven minutes of literally pounding back and forth strumming the guitar as fast as you possibly can to hit the thousands of, of bass notes that they have for death metal 
Now, not all of the games are like that, or not all of the songs are like that, but the point is is that you never know what you're going to get, and playing co-op is just as much fun as playing competitively. So this is a game that I have spent hours and hours with. I've had parties just around this, the original title, and this one as well. If you've got a couple friends and you like music, you're going to get along with this, this uh, title perfectly. There are rumors that they may do flavored expansion packs, such as we might get a country expansion pack. We might get a classical guitar expansion pack. We might get a rock and roll expansion pack. We might get a heavy metal expansion pack, etc. Nothing proven yet on those so far, but as far as this game goes, I really can't find anything bad to say about it. It is exactly what it says it's supposed to be. It is a rock and roll game that allows you to play the guitar. So as as a rating, I would have to give it a 9 out of 10. So do you like uh, this Guitar Hero 2 soundtrack better than the first one? The answer to that is no. I actually like the the selection of music from the first one a little bit better, but on the same vein, in order to answer your question fully, I actually like individual songs on this one better so i'd say it's got a weaker overall collection of songs but it's got some better individual tracks that really make the game shine whereas on the other one it had a better overall collection the original game had a better overall collection of tracks but only one or two songs that really shine through if that makes sense so I, I, I am really excited to see where they go. Of course, the biggest uh, complaint that I've heard and I actually share is no Metallica, man. What the uh, heck? What the candy lamb. Man. So, there, was there any country on the first one? No, 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 no. Uh, see, that expansion they, pack of the country would make me want to get the second one. Yeah, well, well there, there's no expansion pack yet. That's that's a rumor that's going around, and we can we can hope. Uh, I'm expecting when uh, the PlayStation Three version comes out, that's exactly what you'll see, because uh, that's how that's how SingStar, which is their karaoke game, is going to operate. And I'm I'm fully expecting that Red Octane will create downloadable content packs for you know five ninety nine that will contain another ten songs, five to ten songs that will be of different genres exactly for that. And I'm, I'm guessing that's why we haven't seen that already because they're probably just holding off until the PS3 launch where they've got the network in place and they don't have to burn a bunch of extra discs to send out, send out to people. Well, maybe 360's Guitar Heroes 2 will have it. It's very possible. It's very possible. With the live service, we will probably see some kind of down, no, downloadable content from them. Why don't you do the outro today since you have no review, lamer? Hey. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Well, that's going to do it for the show today. Um, I will have uh, another adventure of Icerilli Lomno tomorrow. So you can contact us at uh, gamersledge.com, go to our forums, or email us with the Gmail. So I am Awesome Andy, and. And I'm the Marksman. And we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.